Welcome to Good Deeds, Real Estate with a Mission, our weekly podcast to equip home buyers and sellers with the knowledge and wisdom needed to navigate the evolving, often challenging real estate landscape and to share our thoughts on the importance of why we give back from every single transaction we close to the community where we live. Hi, I'm Diane Davidson. I've been in the real estate business for over 40 years. I'm Bill Weidecker, and for me, it's 37 years in the business. And together, we've helped thousands of people just like you to buy and sell real estate. You, the economy, and the community benefit from making knowledgeable real estate decisions. We are here to help, and thanks for trusting us to be your guides. Good Deeds, Real Estate with a Mission is presented by the Fine Homes Group International, serving clients in New Hampshire and the greater Boston area. Now, here's Bill and Diane. And welcome everyone to Good Deeds Real Estate with the Mission. I'm Dave Long, and uh, we are here to talk about today how to pick an agent. And uh, here to talk about that, Diane Davidson is here. Hi, Diane. How Hi, are you? Dave. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. And Bill Weidecker is here. David, Crisp- hello. Crisply dressed with a nice white shirt. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm very good. All right. Uh, today we are going to talk about, as I said, how to pick an agent, which is, uh, you know, I, I personally think rather than, you know, some of the methods are your brother's sister's cousin's uncle's nephew is in the business. Let's pick them. You should go see them. Or there's maybe a more productive way to do that. Uh, and Diane, to start off with, what uh, tell us about the job. What is the job of a buyer? Or, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, for, for an agent who represents a buyer or seller. And uh, how are they diff- how are that, those jobs different? Wow, that's a lot of questions. Okay. So um, the job is to work on behalf of your client. It's a fiduciary relationship. So when you're an agent, you represent a client. Um, and to really give them honest advice, to counsel them, to advocate for them. Uh, that's, that's the job. That's sort of the legal description. The right. job is multifaceted. Did you want me to talk about picking one, or is that going to be a second? We're going to get to that okay. in a second. I just wanted to start off with yep. kind of defining. How would you define the broker's job or the agent's job, Billy? The broker's job, from my perspective, is to uh, to assist in bringing the buyer and the seller together. So, you know, the buyer <clears throat> wants to buy something, real estate, wants to buy a property for as little money as, as they possibly can. The seller wants to sell the property for as much money as they can. I'm simplifying it, but here's the thing, is that both parties want opposing sides of the same coin. And and uh, here's the issue, is that uh, the broker's job is really to assist in that successful transfer. Because they, they ultimately both want to, they both want to transfer the property into one hand from the other, it's just that they're coming at it from a financial standpoint that where both parties differ a bit. Our job is to is to be the go-between. And Diane, what would you say it, the buyer should understand as this relationship gets started about what the relationship should be? That we work for the buyer, that they are our clients, and that we always have their best interest at heart. If they ever feel like their agent doesn't, then perhaps they've not made a great choice. That happens in life. Um, but that's, you know, we're there for them, and... Uh, uh, we're there to support them, as again, I said, as I said before, to advocate for them and to educate them, to inform them. Today's takeaway. It's a really important step they're taking in their life, whether they're buying or selling, and whether it's for the first time or the 13th time. 
and that if they don't feel comfortable, they don't feel like they have, if the chemistry is not there and the confidence isn't there, then they might not be in the right hands. At the very least, they should explore their feel, share their feelings, and see where that goes. I think it comes down to um, years ago, um, the broker I worked for said. Now, keep in mind, this is thirty-seven years ago. Said you're you, ultimately what you're looking for is for the client to like you and trust you. And I think it's even more than that now, Dave, because I just recently read a book where it came down to Navy SEALs, and, and Navy SEALs possess a certain a, a skill set that makes them very skilled at their job. But also, um, there's another uh, another category in which they're uh, in which they're judged, and that's trustworthiness. And uh, Navy SEALs would be much more willing to give up a little bit of the skill set of a potential comrade in exchange for more trustworthiness. Now, doesn't that make sense, right? Yes. I mean, if you can't trust the person you're in combat with, my goodness. But why <laughs> wouldn't that be the same in a, in a business transaction where you go, you know what, I don't trust them, but he gets it done. I don't think so. I think what it really comes down to is you really have to trust you have to trust the person you're hiring to do a good job for you. And then on top of that, you want to make sure that the skills are there, the experience is there, that they know what they're talking about. They have some past performance. From my perspective, I would deal with somebody brand new every day if I felt I could trust them. I mean, I, as a civilian sitting on the opposite side of the <coughs> table uh, as you guys from what you do, to me personally, Trust is the most important thing. I've got to, I mean, I, I want competence, that's for sure, but I want to, when I ask a question or when I want to need to know something, I want to know that I trust what you're going to say. A, to be truthful, and B, that they know what they're doing. Those are the two things for me personally. So you guys deal with it more often than I. I bought a house in a million years, so, but anyway. Um, Years ago, just I, I harp on this a little bit more. Um, when I first started in the business, I, I used to have this sort of mantra, which was, I know what I know, and I know what I don't know, and more importantly, I know the difference between the two. So if I know, I'm going to tell you, and if I don't know, I'll go find out, because that's really what you're looking for, right? And that's over and over and over again. I said it so much that, I mean, it became ingrained in me when someone said, you seem young. Are you new in this business? I was able to say, Here's the, I know what I know and I know what I don't know and I know the difference between the two. And I think ultimately the consumers out there would much rather have you say, you know, I'm not sure of that answer, but I'll find out for you. And believe it or not, Diane and I have been in the business, you know, 37, 40 years. We're still going to, do we not, still get questions where we go, not sure of that answer. Let's yep, find let's out. Let's find out. Absolutely. Yep. That, to me, that's that's a, a legitimate answer because I don't want somebody to fight something. Exactly. All right. Let's talk uh, about the relationship between you representing a buyer, you representing a seller. Is there a difference from that? And should the uh, those individual parties... Think of it, do they think of it as a different relationship, or is it just back to what you're just saying about trust? Well, um, I think they do think of it differently, and you only need to have somebody who is a seller today and a buyer tomorrow to see how quickly they're able to change from a seller to a buyer, and how they 
how they move from I got to get as much money as I possibly can to how much do you think they'll take off the price? Right. Uh, the same person, just they're they're just their their roles change a little right. bit. So if their roles change in that regard from being a seller to a buyer, should the role of the broker change? What do you think? What do you think, Doc? Um, I think you know some of the fundamentals don't change. When you're going back to the trust, the relationship, the, you know, the, the personal relationship rather than the transactional relationship, um, I, I think that that's, that's the foundation. I will say that there's a little bit of a different skill set, not so much in the negotiation, because it's still a negotiation. When you're representing a client, you're negotiating. If you're skilled at that, you're skilled at that, whether, you know, basically, as Bill said, it's our job to help buyers and sellers reach their goal, right? The buyer to buy a house, the seller to sell a house. And... And, and hopefully that happens every time. It doesn't, that isn't always meant to be. The price and terms don't always line up for everybody. Having said that, the skill set is a little bit different to be a buyer agent and to be a seller's agent because there's a lot of marketing of the property involved in being a listing agent. And so for that, you really need to, you know, someone can be very good at everything there is, but the, the marketing of a property is the more tangible aspect of it. And really using an agent or a team that pulls out all the stops and understands how it works, what, what's, what, is, what is utilized to, to really put the property in its best light to position it properly, to price it properly, that's a different skill set that it comes with maturity, honestly. When agents are newer, they tend to work with more buyers and fewer sellers and listings. And as their, as their client population sort of grow, grows up and they start selling their first home and buying their second, then that agent grows up with them. When you work with a seasoned agent, they have that, those skills are already under their belt. When, when you're deciding, um, if you're, what are you looking for in a client, either buyer or seller, or are there things that you're looking for? Are you just kind of looking for chemistry, or are there things, you certain characteristics that uh, make a certain buyer or seller more appealing to work with, and, well, or, or is that a, is that a fair question to ask? All questions are fair, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> it's a fair question, um, but it, I also have to say that everybody is different, and so people process information differently. People have different personalities. People, some people are more analytical than others. Um, some people want to cut right to the chase. And so there's a lot of different uh, behavioral styles and profiles out there. And so I, ultimately, um, we're willing to work with just about anybody. I don't like um, people that are highly argumentative or uh, highly skeptical, skeptical of the people they hire. Um, so that's the only thing that I'm, you know, if I feel like that it's going to be a, a very argumentative relationship, it's probably not the best of fits. And that doesn't happen very often, but, um, you know, rarely, rarely does it. And when it does, you know, I think the parties can recognize that quickly enough and move on. So we're willing to work with just about anybody in just about any price range. I will say that because we have some really wonderful employees, we have a great team, and it's taken us a long time to really curate the, the talent that we have that supports everything that we do. So if there's somebody who's abusive of um, toward our toward what makes us tick, what makes us um, be able to 
to do what we do, then um, that's probably crossing the line. Yeah, it can be. I would think that there are some just, you know, oil and water type relationships that just don't work. And it probably, and you probably know over time uh, with your experience that is your personality going to mesh? Can you read this person? Can, you were saying some are analytical, some don't ask a lot of questions, some are like me who ask 12 billion questions. Um, but that's a yeah. You'd of be one of those said. people we would we probably <laughs> would fire work. you well, right you away. Get, you also <laughs> get the argumentative <laughs> part, the skeptical part. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I was thinking when you were saying them. Going, I guess I is he talking about me? <laughs> I mean, the truth is, as, as I've said before, it's an emotional process that doesn't always bring out the best in people. But I think at, at you, you kind of know who <coughs> someone is at the core, and it's pretty rare that there's somebody we don't want to work with. And sometimes I take it as a challenge. I mean, let's face it, people are they're nervous. They can be skeptical, skeptical about the process. So there's kind of their way of sort of testing us is, is kind of not laying their guard down. So Bill and I like to joke and say that I like to crack people, but I do. Um, but again, you know, if somebody is, is just not behaving nicely, is ju- is it doesn't treat other people well, particularly people on our team that we know bend over backwards, then then that's probably a little more than we can. T- it's kind of like you're protective of your kids, you know. Like you can take a lot, but you don't want you don't want somebody to to be abusive toward your children, and that's how I feel about our our little work family. All right, what's the best way to find that you would suggest if someone's sitting out here listening and going, um, other than the obvious, yeah. you two are, but if they were just, say they're in Kansas and they, you know, fall upon this uh, podcast as it gains national notoriety, um, <laughs> what are the things that you would advise them to think about as they're picking an agent and how, what's the best way to go about so it? So that, that's a very good question. And... Probably better than you'd think, and the so, reason so I does s- that get me back as a potential client, or am I <laughs> yeah, gonna you're, we'll ba- you're back in the fold. Toe in. No, uh, ultimately, if somebody's moving to Kansas or selling a property in Kansas, Dave, and they, and they're in control of the property, let's say New Hampshire, right? Um, <coughs> if they have a a real estate agent, a broker that they are friendly with, let's say it's us, they should call us because we are in a position to to help them vet the candidate that's going to help them sell that property in Kansas. We have connections throughout the country, and we make referrals every single week to other parts of the country, for that matter, other parts of the world if it should come up. Interestingly enough... And hence the name International in the... That's correct. There you go. Okay. That's correct. Right. I've always wondered about that. All right. mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, if um, somebody's... Um, going to select an agent. Most of the time they're relying upon the referral of a friend or a family member or it's somebody that they know have worked with in the past. If not, and it's just a cold selection out there, past performance, um, I, I believe, does have some relevance. Okay? Um, if, you, if you're only left to that one thing. You go, I have nobody to make a referral. I have nobody to help me select. I have no friends in real estate and in another part of the country. Then perhaps past performance is the only thing you can rely on. I I remember reading once, um, past performance may not be the best um, way to select a broker, but what else can you go by if you don't have anything else? We've got that too. (laughs) So we do have past performance on the team and lots of it. So, you know, oftentimes if somebody has no idea, we can provide them we can provide them with reviews, we can provide them with references. That's helpful. 
but uh, referrals generally are pretty strong. All right, Diane, I'll give you the last question in this part. Uh, we're going to move on to, uh, um, in just a minute, uh, what, uh, what they should be asking you. But are, should a person have a game plan going in before the meeting, uh, before they meet and, uh, a potential agent? I think the agent should have a game plan because we're the professionals after all and we should mm -hmm. you know we should we should have a, a goal for the meeting that we share with our, our buyer future buyer clients or seller clients um, so I think if you're not in the business you you'd be a little bit hard pressed to figure out what the game plan would be because we're there to educate people in the process in the process Bill should a, should a, a person, the, the people going to meet people like you, have a game plan? And most of the time, most of the time, they don't. Um, the, all they want to do is they want to say, "Well, let's not um, let's not telegraph our true feelings too much in the early <laughs> stages, as we decide whether this person's for us or not." That's sometimes the only game plan is they're looking to to feel the agent out, you know, right. what are, where are they coming from? That goes away pretty quickly, Dave, is, is that when you're, when you're dealing with a potential client on a needs-based analytical approach and you start getting to what they're looking uh, for in the process, oftentimes they start realizing, okay, I can connect with this person. I can relate to this person as an agent. I can see them working for me. So that goes away pretty quickly. Um, if they have a game plan, great. I mean, it's one of the questions we ask is, what are you looking for um, out of this process, right? Um, so oftentimes that's usually when you'll find out whether they've got a game plan or not. In some cases, in a lot of cases, they go, all I want to do is move. Okay, that's part one in our conversation of how to pick the right agent for you. Next time in part two, We'll talk about what questions to ask a prospective agent in the first meeting, and also what should the agent-client relationship be. So for Bill and Diane, I'm Dave Long. Thanks for joining us, everyone, here on Good Deeds Real Estate with a Mission. Good Deeds Real Estate with a Mission is presented by the Fine Homes Group International, serving clients in New Hampshire and the greater Boston area.